You're listening to the Side Hustle Gal Podcast with your hosts, Danny Fountain and Caitlin Allen. Hello, and welcome back to the Side Hustle Gal Podcast. Today, you've just got me and Caitlin for one of our favorite jam sessions to date. We're going to be talking about the five ways that you can invest in your business, and we're going to talk about some of the things that we've invested in and how they have or have not worked out. So grab your tea, grab your coffee, because we are spilling it. Let's dig in. Yes. Okay. So here are the five things we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about conferences. We're going to be talking about tools uh, that we use in our business or don't use in our business anymore. We're going to talk masterminds and coaching. We're going to talk courses and then lastly, retreats. I am so excited to talk about these five things because guys, you can make or break, or well, some of these can be great investments and others can be not so great investments. And we've both learned the hard way with some of these. So Danny, what do you want to kick it off with? Let's dig in with courses because while you were talking, I opened up my Trello board that has all of the business courses that I've bought linked with the logins and everything. I do that with my Asana board. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 courses that I have bought in the past probably three or four years. Um, And of these 14, I can honestly say that I have finished three. So the three that I have finished, the first one is the Be Free Lance uh, business practices course. Unfortunately, Be Free Lance no longer exists, which really sucks, but they had like a business practices course basically teaching you how to be the chief executive officer of your own business. That was amazing. I loved it. Um, I took Squarespace Design Guild's custom CSS tricks for Squarespace course, and it's been amazing. I mean, probably a good third to a half of my Squarespace website is CSS. So loved that course, completed that one all the way through. And then I took the Shareworthy Design course by uh, Spruce Road. This is a course that's been updated a few times since it first launched, but it's amazing for talking about creating uh, InDesign and Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator products for your course. And I've used this course to design all of the PDFs um, that I use for my digital downloads of my website. So those three courses have been great. Other courses that I've invested in and not finished include three courses from Jenna Kutcher, no shade, uh, copywriting for creatives, uh, the winning creatives way, which I think is a course like from back in the day from Christina Scalera, um, own it Academy, which I don't even know what this is when I click on it. Oh, that's Jessica Rasdell's course, which has since been updated and I have finished the new version. Um, Oh, the love inspired shop site school, which teaches you how to launch an online shop. Never finished that bad boy. And then I have like four courses from Think Creative Collective, now Boss Project, I think. 
Um, none of which I finished. So Caitlin, what about you? What does your course library look like and where are you at? Okay, let's not talk about it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So I am the person who buys the like bundles because they're cheap as hell. Um, and I, yeah, I don't feel like I've finished ever any courses. Um, okay, I lied. I was a beta tester for um, Vanessa Kind's Tailwind or Pinterest course. That one is freaking bomb. Um, and I have to say like that is one of the best courses that I've ever been in. Um, I, what other courses? Currently I'm in one right now. I'm learning um, about being a COO of your business with Kristen Kaplan. That one is phenomenal and I will finish. Um, but this one kind of ties into coaching, which um, we'll talk about in a little bit, but this course specifically has coaching alongside of it. So that's been really cool. Um, and then the only other course that I've really taken time to pay attention to was the Win Your Welcome sequence by, I think it's Aaliyah Walker. I think that's how you say your name, um, which has been gold, uh, especially as I'm helping my clients write their welcome sequences. But outside of that, I have a lot of different ones. And I have to say, I love having the variety of courses I have because even though I'm not finishing them, like I'm not sitting down and watching them, like here's all of the course, finish it. I am going into each course for specific things that I'm looking for in my business at that time or one of my clients' businesses at that time. So that's why I like like buying the like course toolkits or the course bundles, um, just because there's options. And let me tell you, not every course is created equal because I've seen some bad ones. So I guess that kind of ties into uh, a couple of conferences that we've been to. Um, so I am not going to be, I'm not going to share which conference I um, attended that did not feel, uh, I don't even know, how do I say these words, Danny? It didn't feel. It didn't pay off. It did not like pay off. The investment didn't pay off. Right. Um, there are so many moving parts to a conference that um, if you're just, you know, a normal person with normal dietary restrictions and nothing like too important, um, it might not be that big of a deal for you, but um, I have a gluten allergy. And so something that is really important at a conference, especially if you're spending over a thousand dollars to attend a conference, not including, you know, lodging or anything like that, it's sure that you have food if the conference includes food. Um, so for any conference people out there, Danny, I know that you are about it so much, is that you have to be dietary inclusive. Um, and when you tell your client registrant or your, not client, your registrants that it is dietary inclusive, you better back it up. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I saw at a conference was it just, it didn't, at the end of the day, the amount of money that I paid for that conference didn't I didn't really learn that much and I didn't really get a lot out of it. Um, I do have to say I've made some great connections, but that's on you to make, make sure that you're making connections. So if you do find yourself at a conference where you're like, man, I'm not learning anything, or this is just not a good time, 
the the least or the best thing for you to do is to just make really good connections while you're there. Love the connections piece and love the dietary piece too, because frankly speaking, I don't have a dietary restriction other than like a lactose intolerance, but that's easily avoidable. avoidable. Or you could just take a pill for it. Yeah. But there's nothing worse than leaving a conference and still being fucking hungry because there's been like no protein options because they're trying to be like healthy. I'm all for healthy food, but like I need protein too. So in terms of conferences that I loved and or regretted, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know how I feel about creative at heart. We don't need to rehash that, but long story short is if a conference is not diverse, it ends up on my bad list. Um, conferences that I've loved, the one conference that I keep going back to year after year and recommend to everyone, even if they're not Latina, is We All Grow. Uh, the price point for We All Grow is incredible for what you get. The swag for We All Grow is hands down the best swag I've ever gotten from a conference. Dude, um, that swag was freaking killer. Like, that swag. Yeah. Like, we're talking Dove's entire product line. Neutrogena's entire product line. Like, I haven't bought toiletries in four years because of this conference. Um the swag is amazing. The event is amazing. Anna knows how to produce an event with quality education. She rarely, rarely, rarely repeats speakers. Something like 5% of her speakers are repeats. So it's a conference you can keep going back to year after year and love. Um, I also really loved Illum Retreat. I attended Illum Retreat during a time in my life where I was ready to pivot. It's a very intimate retreat. It's only 12 people. Um, and it, it felt like a mastermind, even though that was not what it was supposed to be at all, but it was amazing. And also if you're a photographer, reset conference. I do not know how Rebecca makes reset conference so affordable. Like we're talking, it's sub $600 every year. I'm pretty sure. Um, I've spoke at it three years. I spoke at it 2017, 18 and 19. It is incredible. There's opportunities to get one-on-one -on -one time with your favorite speakers. The party is great. The education is amazing. And they don't have too many sessions running at the same time. So you don't feel like you're missing out on content because I pay to go to a conference sometimes and I can only attend a third of the content because there's four breakouts running at the same time. Reset uh, is pretty good about that. And all of those conferences that offer the video downloads of the speakers pay for that upgrade. Like if it's 50 bucks, hundred bucks to pay to upgrade for that, pay for the upgrade and then set aside time in your calendar for professional development time and watch those keynotes because for 50 or 75 or hundred extra dollars, you're tripling the value of your conference ticket because you're getting all of that breakout content you missed because you were at other sessions. There's one conference that you didn't mention that I don't think you've attended, but that I've heard really great things about. I can't really talk about a lot because I've only attended one conference, <laughs> um, but I think I, uh, you know, after one, I lost my, uh, lost how I felt about them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, is social media marketing world. Um, I heard that that's a great conference because 
the speakers there are not the same damn speakers as every time before. Um, it seems to be that uh, a lot of the conferences in our industry specifically always have the same people speaking. It's always the same people talking. Um, no matter what conference, I mean, we can look at, I mean, I feel like if you look at any of the conferences, they have pretty much the same lineup or the same keynote speakers. Um, and I'm just not here for it. Like, also, I want to hear from like some big names. So social media marketing world gives you some of those bigger, bigger names uh, that you might not see um, at some of the smaller conferences. A couple others on my bucket list too is ConvertKit's Craft and Commerce. I'm not a ConvertKit customer, but I've heard amazing things about that. Um, Inbound, which is great for marketing, I've heard. And HustleCon. Uh, so you have to have made like $750 million. Maybe I'm on crack. You have to have made millions of dollars in your startup to be able to speak at HustleCon. Like there's an income threshold to prove that like all the speakers are successful. Um, so all of the speakers at HustleCon are founders of startups that have either like taken on VC funding or bootstrapped to multiple million dollars. So I would love to attend that one as well. Yeah, and I mean, my bucket list conference is happening this August, uh, no, September, I lied. Um, it's called the 4B conference, um, 4 by 4, how do, how do I say it? 4 by I think. Um, Danny is hosting a conference, y'all. I am so excited. Literally, There might be a donut table. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again, Danny. Literally did not tell you to say this. You, you didn't. No, I'm so <laughs> excited about it, though. The speakers are bomb. The photographer is freaking awesome. She was actually on the podcast last season, almost the last episode, last season. Um, I'm so excited to attend a conference like Danny's. I'm not even just saying this because it's because it's Danny. Like, I'm I'm honestly super excited to see the people who are speaking because I've never heard of them or I have heard of them but I've I've never seen them on stage before and I'm so here for that I'm so excited to see new people stepping up like oh I'm here for it so y'all go check out Danny's conference there's only limited seating I'm selling this thing but do it it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome you're amazing. We literally <laughs> didn't even talk about this before we recorded and she just talked not. about it. I love you. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk masterminds and coaches. So I've invested in some coaches before and I like built my own mastermind with friends, but I've never paid to be in a mastermind. Um, so on the coaching front, I think the intersection of you pay for what you get and checking people's qualifications is really important. I've had three separate coaches. One was for free because she was building her coaching business. One I paid four figures for and one I paid five figures for. Um, the coach for me that's been the best was actually the four figure coach. Uh, it was four figures for six months of coaching. She changed my life, changed my business. Um, I worked with her in 2016 as I was pivoting away from having a full-time job and going full-time. 
and kicking off my speaking career. Um, so I think that they don't have to be the most expensive coach, but like credentials and fit are critical too. Um, I probably would recommend the five figure coach that I worked with to other people if she was what they needed. I definitely wouldn't recommend the free coach. I don't know if it's because she was new and building her practice, but it wasn't what I needed. Um, and on the mastermind front, I like Megan Maydell and I, a couple of years ago launched our own and it was like 10 people. We like tried to screen for people. Um, but because that was not our area of expertise, we didn't screen well enough. And so there was a really big spread in where people were at. So it fell apart within like eight months. I mean, eight months is a long time for a mastermind to last, but like it could have been a lot better. Um, so I, I've been really curious about paying for some of these paid mastermind programs, but I'm also not here trying to pay $40,000 for a mastermind when this is my side hustle. Mm, yes. So it's funny because I've never paid for a mastermind per se. So I was in a group, shall we call it, um, that had masterminds in it. And that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. That's how I met Vanessa Kynes and I was part of her beta program. Um, masterminds literally changed my life because Danny invited me to a mastermind. And I started my business. So like masterminds are awesome. Just be cognizant that paid masterminds are great, but you can also do it with some biz besties that you meet um, online. So you don't have to pay some crazy amount to do a mastermind. Um, and on the coaching front, I have not worked with a coach um, ever before outside of the course that I'm doing currently that has a little bit of coaching alongside of it. Um, we've, on the different teams that I've been a part of, my clients have worked with coaches. So by default, I've worked with coaches, um, but I've never, I've never worked with a coach one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and and yeah. a, um, like a privilege question. Do you think that like, because you grew up in the business space with like me, Rosemary, Jana, Raina, Joey in your corner that you never needed a coach? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the one thing that I can say is because of the connections that I have, it's been, I've been privileged to, go to you and ask you like, Hey, I want to do this potentially like a speaking engagement. What do I need to do? Or like Rosemary, you are doing all of these things. How could I, you know, pivot this way if I wanted to? Um, yeah, I'm super privileged to have like those connections, but do you, do you think that there is a way that other people could get that same benefit early on? Cause I also think yeah. that like investing in a coach on day one, is a mistake. So I'm wondering, I completely like, agree as a stopgap until you are in a place where your business is ready for a coach. Do you have any advice for people on how to build that like little pod that you had of established business owners that helped you make connections? Like seriously, I, I cannot stress that enough. Like the one conference that I did go to, I made so many good connections. Like I still talk to Trina Little, I still talk to um, 
Catherine McKinnis, I still talk to different people and the people that were at that conference happened to be, you know, Danny and Joey was right, right next. Danny and Joey were both right next to me. They both spoke at the conference and even through like with them, we made connections. Um, and so making connections and then asking people, but not asking too much. Like there's a difference between me going to Danny and asking like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking here. Can you give me advice versus always going to Danny whenever you have a question? Like that's where you have to draw the line. You have to figure out, you know, how close are we versus how much can I ask type of thing. Um, it would be one thing if we weren't friends all the time and talking to each other and then just me coming to you. Hey, by the way, like that, that would be odd. Um, I do find that coaching is super helpful depending on the type of business you have. So for me, I don't feel like coaching is needed right now. The type of people I'm working with and what I do, um, I feel very comfortable where I am. I'm not working on scaling my business to a hundred thousand dollars. Like it's just like, it's not what I want right now. Um, so that's why I feel like coaching hasn't been necessary for me. Um, I'm comfortable at where I'm at in my business, but when you want to get somewhere that you realize there's a gap, coaching is awesome. Coaching can be amazing. Coaching can man, it can really do a lot. Like you said, Danny, with the coach that you're talking about, that coach is pretty awesome. Um, and I know other business owners who have worked with that coach specifically that have done really amazing things. So I think for me, it's just not something that I, I personally have went out and like tried to look for. Um, but I do appreciate business coaches and I just, you got to be careful because everybody is calling them a, a themselves a coach right now. And they're not like find somebody who is actually a coach who has the knowledge, who has the, the know-how to actually be a coach. Yeah. I think so. The one coach that I loved and worked with was Raina Pomeroy and she's certified by the international coach federation, which is like the gold standard of coaching certification She's also um, the, the like, she was a social worker, right, before, and um, she, like, had done business coaching for Stanford and some other places, so her credentials spoke for herself. The coach that you work with doesn't need to be certified, but if you're not sure what you're looking for, that's a great benchmark to look at. Um, also, also, just one more thing. A coach gets you from point A to point B. The coach does not do the work for you. So if you're looking for somebody to do the work, that is not a coach. Let mm -hmm. me be clear. That's like a strategist or a, yeah, something else. And you're going to need to hire specific ones for specific points of your business, like a marketing strategist or a brand strategist. That's a lot more segmented. Yes. Okay. Let's talk retreats. Yes. This is probably one of my favorite things that I've invested in. I think we should probably define it first because I did say a loom retreat, which is actually technically like a conference. Conference, yeah. Um, so when we say retreats, I think you and I are both talking about when you get a group of business friends together and you get a hotel room or an Airbnb and you socialize, but you also work on your business. So a good example of this is for a few years running, 
me, Caitlin, Rosemary Watson, and Jana Bishop, we all converged on Phoenix, Arizona for a long weekend, like a Thursday to Monday. We'd get a hotel. Um, we'd socialize. We'd go to the pool. We got spray tans one time. Um, but we also talked business. And we also talked about the parts of our business that were driving us crazy. We talked about the parts of our business that were broken and were not working. And we really worked to identify solutions together for our business that could help improve like where we were trying to go. In terms of retreats, like me, Caitlin, Jana, and Rosemary, we all for a couple years running would get a hotel room and we would all converge on Phoenix, Arizona. And we would socialize, of course, and like talk about what was going on in our lives and swim at the pool and drink and eat food. But we also talked about what was and wasn't working in our business. I mean, Caitlin formed an LLC during one of these sessions. Jana completely rebranded and shifted from um, selling styled stock to selling presets. A lot of conversations like changed our businesses from these com- these retreats that we were holding. Or made them. <laughs> like my business was not even, I was like, oh, this is a fun thing for a little bit. And they're like, no, do the thing. You can do it. Um, I think that's what I think of as a retreat. That, and then for me, what I think of as a retreat outside of like a a mastermind type retreat is um, I have quarterly retreats with my clients. And so um, me and my client and our team, potentially depending on Uh, the client all get together into the room and we talk, we just break down their business and we talk about all the different places in their business, all the different seats that are in the business and like what we expect to see in the future of the business or what our goals are. Um, And that, that is also, I mean, that to me is a retreat because it's, you're doing the work, but you also are finally getting that water cooler talk that you would never have had if your team is across the country. So absolutely I'm here for retreats, but you also don't have to get super bougie with them. So like you don't have to spend millions of money, (laughs) millions of dollars. You can also do solo retreats. Like I know people that like Tiffany Tolliver, for example, will book herself into a hotel room solo just to get shit done. So you can also do solo retreats. I think, didn't Raina do a thing on solo retreats? There's some research out there about doing, like holding solo retreats and why they're important. Um, So check out solo retreats too. And it's completely self-organized. Like find an Airbnb that's the next town over if you want. Pack some snacks, go away. So, Caitlin, let's wrap it up with a fifth topic. What's our last thing that we have? My favorite tools in our businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm, Caitlin and I are very different in this regard. (laughs) I have systems, but I don't invest in them. So all of my systems are run on free platforms. Um, Google Sheets for one. I used to be a big Trello fan, but I don't really use it anymore. My business is completely run off of Google Sheets, Google Calendar, and the Notion app, which is like this crazy cool, basically Evernote on steroids with templates app that's on 
uh, iOS and Android, and it's a website. Um, so my business is completely run on those things. Tools that we love for the podcast are Descript. It transcribes the podcast and you edit by backspacing words out of the transcript instead of having to like listen to the full audio, which is You're really, welcome. really nice. Caitlin told me about it and <laughs> Max, who edits these episodes, has fallen in love over the past month editing this season. Um... I also don't even pay for Zoom, so I use the free version of Zoom. We're super strict about how long our podcast recordings could last because we use the free version and they cut you off after 40 minutes. So I think the only tools that I pay for on an annual basis are G Suite for email, Squarespace for my website, and that's literally it. What about your email provider? It's G Suite. G Suite. Oh. You, wait, but like, how do you send like your biggie? Sorry. You use G Suite to send your newsletters? Oh, no, I use MailChimp. But, but I use free. the free version of MailChimp. Yeah. Girl. Okay. Everything is free. I, again, I like, no, Danny, I think we're very similar. I am a cheapskate. So I don't pay for much of anything. The only thing I pay for, so I use G Suite, which I pay for. Oh, no, I pay monthly. Um, G Suite. I use Asana, but I use the free version. Um, I think one of my teams, we use ClickUp and we do pay for the premium version, but it's not me. Um, but I use Asana in my business, which is free. I use Flowdesk, which is one of the only things that I pay for. And that's, you know, $19 a month or 29, depending on when you join. Um, what else do I pay for in my business? Oh, stock photography. So that is something I do pay for um, because my clients need photos for different graphics that I'm creating. So I only can buy certain stock subscriptions though because not all of them allow you to use the photos um, for your clients as well. So if you are using stock photos, be careful because it's not, you can't just use those stock photos any which way you please. No, no, no. Um, so I think that's, I think Flowdesk is kind of the only thing that I really pay for outside of, oh, and Squarespace um, and like our hosting on GoDaddy or whatever. But trying to think if I pay for any other outside of stock subscriptions, I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Not bad. We both are pretty inexpensive in this space, which I love. Oh, I lied. My favorite business expense is the Sparkle Hustle Grow Box. Guys. <laughs> we also need... both forgot about Dubsado. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they take my money. Just have it. Dubsado <laughs> can just have my money. Um, yeah, Dubsado is but I pay annually, so I don't really have to um Sparkle Hustle Grow is a super great resource for um, you if you're looking for different office supplies or um, courses. The Sparkle Hustle Grow boxes have been truly amazing. I think it's $50 a month and you get like a box with confetti and like different things. Um, a lot of, a lot of my stuff that I use on a daily basis has came from there. So like my to-do lists or different things like that. But you also get a course and a book every single uh, Sparkle Hustle Grow Box. So if you love reading, if you love entrepreneur books, this subscription box is definitely for you. And 
their team is just so awesome and it's all women so on the office supplies note i will say that i use extra large unlined moleskin notebooks and then i also use the ferris wheel press always left notebook which is a tall skinny notebook that's a bullet journal setup for my list making so oh yeah so then pay for something that I pay for on the oh, yearly the basis is my planner. Yeah, yeah. So I pay for the, I think she just changed the name of it to the bulletproof planner. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. It's it, honestly, I use that planner if not like three times a day, four times a day, like that, that thing is truly saved my life. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there are any other tools that I use outside of Dubsado, Asana, G Suite. Love it. Well, I hope that this episode has been helpful. Some things that we've loved investing in, some things that we wish we hadn't. Um, The moral of the story here is anything that you're investing in, treat your business money like you would your personal money and do the research. And if you buy a thing, do the work. Also, do not spend money just because you don't want to pay taxes. Let me tell you, it's better to have $5 in your pocket than spend that $5 because you don't want to pay a dollar something in taxes. Like, I promise you, just keep the money instead of spending a bunch of money if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's no, that's a really good point. Like if you're going to spend, if you have $700 left and you're like, oh, I'm going to spend this so that I don't have to pay taxes, you're out $700 instead of out two to $300 on taxes and still like having $400 to pay yourself like an owner draw at the end of the year. Well, this has been awesome. We will see you for the next episode. We will see you very soon for the next jam session. And we can't wait to talk to you soon.